Angela Joyner, formerly a staff writer of the Stephenville Empire Tribune. Angela is known internationally for breaking the UFO sightings in Stephenville, Texas, in January of 2008. Angela appeared on Larry King Live and continues to do many interviews across the nation. With us, directly from Stephenville, Texas, Angela Joyner. Hello, Angela, and thanks for joining us on The Veritas Show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, and thank you for having me on. Before I ask you for the latest Stephenville news, for those in the audience around the world who may not know who you are, just a few. Can you give us a quick recount of how it all started back in 2008? Yes. Um, in January 2008, I was contacted by Steve Allen, a local pilot, and um, he had he explained to me he was with three other people and had seen something that he he didn't know what it was. And uh, from there, I wrote the first story printed on uh, January the 10th, and uh, subsequently um, it went national and then international with just within a few days. So it became quite a quite a large story for this mass sighting we had in Stephenville. You said, and I quote, I don't want to say anything bad about the newspaper, and that's the Empire Tribune. I don't want to say anything bad about the newspaper. They're just interested. They're just not interested anymore. But it was a record sale month in the history of the Empire Tribune for January of 2008. Unquote. Not interested anymore when they had a record sale month sounds a bit conflicting to my business logic. What do you believe was a real reason that they dismissed you and they said they were it was an embarrassing story? Well, I think that the uh, publisher and editor um, got some mixed reviews from maybe uh, people with the city council or at the Chamber of Commerce. Um, they did, you know, things like we don't want to be the next Roswell and, and things like that. Um, I had given my notice because I had been asked to ignore the witnesses and not to speak with them anymore, and I didn't feel that I could do that, so I had given my notice, and then a week into my notice, they asked me to leave. So it was a, it was not a comfortable place for me to be. How can you be a true journalist when you ignore your credible witnesses? Well, they felt that it was time to move on, and I just didn't feel like I could abandon those people because they had been thrust into the limelight just like I was. Um, we had news trucks everywhere, uh, lots of uh, folks still interested, and I was still the media contact, and I was still the witness contact, so I didn't really have a way to honor their wishes, even though I tried. I tried to uh, uh, put all of that attention to my after-hours time, and uh, it just didn't work out. So they let you go, but I heard they're now covering the story themselves. That's insincerity, duplicity, double standard, hypocrisy, or perhaps you really asked the right questions to the right people. Um, they did do a story back in October. We had a, uh, a mass sighting again, and they they did do a story. But um, just a few days later, the reporter that did that story uh, put a piece on their opinion page that said she was forced to do the story and wasn't uh, uh, 
she was afraid it would ruin her fledgling career. So she wasn't, uh, to me that said, you know, there's a little bit of bias going on right there already. So I'm not sure um, how how they've handled that since, but I know they were getting a lot of phone calls and they felt pressured to do another story is, is my take on it. Someone who worked in Washington wrote a letter to the newspaper last year. And I quote, the media can be pressured to drop sensitive stories concerning UFOs, extraterrestrial life and fire employees who continue to pursue them. All it takes is a phone call from someone with a high national security clearance to the head of the media company who relays instructions down to the hierarchy. This is typically done secretly behind the scenes, so no one is left guessing as to what really happened. If this happened to the Empire Tribune, then the public deserves to know the truth, unquote. To when are in, have you come to your own conclusions as to why they terminated you and why they harassed a credible witness like Ricky Sorrells? Um, okay, now, who, who do you believe uh, was doing the harassing of Ricky Sorrells? Well, that's the that's question? the question. Uh, basically, to uh, the have you come to your own conclusion as to why they terminated you and why they harass a credible witness stated by this person who wrote to the newspaper? Apparently, some of your witnesses were being told to stop talking. Okay, Ricky Sorrells was told to stop talking, but we don't know um, exactly. You know, anybody can call you up and say, I'm with the Air Force, I'm Captain so-and-so. We didn't right. really have a way to to verify that, but um, somebody did call him and identify themselves as military, and um, Ricky had had a lot of trouble with black helicopters flying really low over his property. Um, he has a few head of cattle and uh, scaring his cattle. You know, you don't want your cattle run through fences. Sure. And um, they had a heated discussion on the telephone, and the man says, if you stop talking, you know, then we'll stop flying. And so Ricky did stop talking, and the helicopters uh, ceased. So he didn't talk again until uh, July the 11th, when we did the Larry King live show to right. uh, release the radar report. And we were a little concerned that all that might start up again, but it but it didn't. Um, yeah, he had some problems like that. He had a man come on his property in the middle of the night that he didn't know who he was. Um, he had uh, several things like that go on. Um now, I believe it's because Ricky had so much detail um, about what he saw. He's the only witness in our area that had a daytime sighting. Now, how are you now, and where are you now employed? I'm a free, freelance writer. I um, work uh, from home and uh, mostly as a correspondent for the Abilene Reporter News. Are you working on a book on the events that... Uh had so much impact in your life? Well, you know, so many people ask me that about a book. And um, I had thought early on I would do a book, and then when I really got down to it, I thought, uh, I don't know if this would uh, be a very interesting book. So I kind of dropped it. And then here lately I have sort of gotten an angle that I think I might 
try to work on one. Uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. You probably met uh, Dr. Linky Tai on the Phoenix Lights. She also wrote a book. Yes, and she just called me yesterday. That's funny you should mention her. She's a nice lady. Yes, she certainly is. I met her uh, last year. Have there been any more threats or any additional impact on your journalistic career? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I'm i in a small town, so it's not like I can just, uh, you know, go to another newspaper and, and pick up where where I left off. So um, um, it's uh, it's been an interesting year. Um, I'm not bitter about any of it. Um, it's been a good experience for me. I have met so many intelligent, smart, wonderful people in this field that otherwise I would have not, you know, I would have never known them. And, um, I, you know, I feel like it's just onwards and upwards and, and we'll just see where it leads me. Well, as they say, one door closes and many others open. Right. And um, uh, I have gotten gotten to do some traveling and uh, do some speaking, and uh, and that has been uh, really eye opening. Before this happened, Mel, I was not interested in UFOs at all. Um, if I had seen something on television or you know picked up a magazine that might have something in it, I'd think, well, that's interesting, and forget it. I didn't. Uh, didn't concentrate on anything uh, like this. And um, I would say once the UFO bug bit me, it got a big chunk. (laughs) 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 And and, uh, I read daily about it, and I've tried to learn the history, you know, the historical sightings, um, uh, tried to learn about those. I depend on um, a lot of people to kind of guide me through those. Grant Cameron helps me, and so does uh, Frank Warren. Uh, You probably know who they are. Sure. And uh, the UFO community really embraced me and uh, took me under their wing, and I I really appreciate that um, because it was a rough road to hoe there for a while. I didn't really know what I had gotten into and uh it's 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 been really eye opening before you know i think i'm probably was like other people think well yeah ufo's those people are are a bunch of kooks and then to find out they're very educated uh well researched well spoken people you know it's just not the case at all and then when i started receiving um emails from places like Finland, Lebanon, Japan, all over the world, you know, I really didn't realize how large the UFO community is and and how these sightings do happen all over the world. So it's been a real education for me. And um, somebody, I think it was Grant Cameron, asked me the other day, would you do it again? Well, yes, I would. I miss my job at the newspaper but uh, yes, I would do it again because it has—it's um, just made my world so much larger. What reaction have you received from your fellow journalists, those from your old newspaper, and those nation and worldwide? Well, some some journalists um, 
in the beginning, they said, how did you have the guts to do this story? <laughs> and um, um, I remember a lady from Channel 11 sat across the from my desk at the newspaper and asked me that very question. And I said, well, if you had been the one to answer the phone and talk to Steve Allen, he was so credible and um, well well spoken that um, I said, you might have done it too. And she said, no, I don't think I would have because um, this is sort of a topic that's difficult, difficult to do. Well, um, I started talking to other journalists, and um, uh, later on um, they told me they felt more comfortable reporting about it because I had reported about it without the tongue-in-cheek, um, I did more straight news story, no mention of little green men, um, flying saucers, and things like that. And um, for some, that that uh, opened uh, the way for, for them to be able to do the same thing. So if that's, you know, all it did, I'm happy about that, if they could report about it in a more serious manner. Um, I know Dr. Laurie Nadell, author of The Sixth Sense, um, she has a show, and she said she would have never done any kind of UFO stories until she read my stories. So in that respect, that made me feel good that that uh, people uh, felt more, the journalists felt more comfortable after I did those stories to report on them in a straightforward manner. Well, you're awakening people all over the world. How has this affected your family as well? Well, my family, um, my husband is very supportive. Um, he has an interest because he saw something here in the late 70s that he couldn't explain. So he already had an interest, unlike me. So he's been very supportive. Now, I have a teenage daughter, and she's kind of like, uh, oh, yeah, my mom, the the UFO reporter. <laughs> She's not as into it. <laughs> Sounds like my wife. <laughs> well, you know, teenagers are sort of from um, another world anyway, right? Right. So now, do you... my, Go ahead. My, my brother is uh, very interested, and he supports me. And uh, we go out uh, uh, sky-watching together to try and see things around in our area, my brother and I do. And uh, so mostly my family's supportive. Now, talking about some of the witnesses and some of the people involved in that incident, do you know Robert Powell, the director of research for MUFON? I know Robert quite well. Um, I'm the one that put uh, Glenn Schultz and he together to work on the radar report on Stephenville. Correct. I mean, I wanted to ask you, uh, have you seen those tapes or have you read the analysis? Yes. Um, I worked with them as it was being written, and um, I played a small role in that because sometimes people that are experts forget that the rest of us are not. And I would have to say, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to have to word this another way so that someone like me can understand, you know, what this means. Right. So um, I think that we worded it so that it's really quite easily read by anyone, not just people in the uh, radar uh, field. 
And um, it's a very uh, enlightening report. It proves that um, there really was, it's hard evidence that there was something here on January the 8th because it ties eight witnesses in time and direction to an unknown found on that radar. One of the objects was observed or actually vectored toward the Bush compound at Crawford. The object was heading directly towards President Bush's ranch in Crawford, Texas. Surely the Secret Service and State Police, Texas Rangers, had all to be responding, assuming someone was aware. Did someone call out the F-16s to intercept? You know, um, the F-16s, there were 10 F-16s located in that radar data. And it appeared as though none of those F-16s were paying attention to this object flying without a beacon into uh, a no-flight zone. At 8 o'clock, the unknown was 10 miles from the Crawford no-flight zone. And um, in light of 911, the new uh, uh, Office of Homeland Security, uh, that has raised some questions for us. Uh, Robert and I have... uh, uh, been working on letters, and we, we sit to Homeland Security and say, you know, how can this happen that this thing was completely ignored or, you know, it wasn't picked up? Either way, why why wasn't something done? And um, we're still waiting uh, for responses on that. What do you think is the significance of the closeness to the compound? And what was a local Texas take on the aspect or any officials she interviewed or you interviewed well early on i had people asking me um what about crawford um do you think something was going on there so i did um do a little research and i found out that uh president bush was not at crawford the night of january the 8th um he was getting ready to go out of the country but he wasn't there um you know, all of that is just, uh, all we can do is speculate on uh, why there was something uh, actually going towards, you know, you would almost have to assume that it did fly into that uh, no-flight zone since at 8 o'clock it was only 10 miles away. So, um, you know, some people have even thought, well, <laughs> it's something E.T. that landed there and talked to Cheney, but... You know, we'll probably never know, but um, I, I don't, I don't know. There's also a nuclear plant here, not here, but in Glenrose. It's about 40 miles from here that people feel um, something. Uh, there could be an attraction there. There's a wind turbine farm not far, so there's several things that people have speculated about that could be drawing these unknown crafts here. Uh, maybe you have missile batteries, defense, manufacturing plants, air bases, strategic oil reserves, or even homeless security complexes. Well, um, you know, uh, we're not very far from the Brownwood military operating area. We're not very far from the naval uh, air base in Fort Worth. We're just about uh, 65 miles south of there. And um, so we're accustomed to these jets flying over to get to Brownwood military operating uh, airspace. But um, I will say something that does seem uh, 
suspicious to me, and I'm not one to really be an alarmist or jump on conspiracy theories, but beginning in October... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.